This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today we get to feature somebody and and a whole new kind of genre that I have been looking for and looking for and looking for for a very long time, and I haven't been able to find the right person that I wanted to bring to you the audience so that you could uh, benefit from her expertise and her knowledge. And I think, I think, I think a founder. And so we're going to be talking with her and we're going to be talking about intimacy in just a moment. But first, Eric, how are you today? Hang on. (laughs) I'm doing fine. (laughs) Just uh, had a a little slip there with my button. Couldn't turn the camera on fast enough, but uh, doing good. Got you caught in betwixt in between. Yeah. How are you doing today, sir? I'm awesome. It's a Monday and I uh, had a great weekend. I hope you did as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a nice yes. little uh, sun break yesterday that I, I got out and walked the dog during. And so felt pretty good. Oh, uh, what kind of dog do you have? And can I have him? <laughs> it's a she and uh, she's a beagle mix. Oh, I love those. They're They're smart, too. She's super cute and and stubborn, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, right. that's yeah, also very smart. Right well, maybe maybe we need her to talk to the intimacy coach because we can, you know. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> Who so, knows? In any event, Eric, we are going to take calls this hour, and uh, cool. if, if folks are interested in in giving us a call, but uh, this is this is a topic that we don't get to discuss much or haven't discussed much here. And it's, it's a huge topic and it it is important for everyone to understand intimacy and how it affects them in their lives and, and how to treat each other with um, uh, like, like they're a teammate rather than an adversary. And uh, a lot of relationships end up being adversarial. I wouldn't know about that. Well, maybe I would. Sounds like a great conversation. We'll let you get to it. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Eric. And uh, and thank you for doing all you do. By the way, on April 14th, we have a date at 3 p.m. in the afternoon because we are going to be on K Kixie Lights. That's, I would say, K-I-X-I, right? 880 on your dial. Yes. I, I don't know where the light comes into it, but uh, yeah, K-I-X-I, 880 a.m. Yep. Yes, and that's going to work. So we'll be doing we'll be doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. There you we'll go. We'll be doing Monday and Wednesday. Double and shot Friday. of my baby's love, as, exactly. as one song once put it. Yeah. Exactly. We'll be on at noon, and then we'll be on at three on Kixie. Right. And I'm really excited about the addition to that because that that's a fifty thousand watt station. It's a big it's a, it's a big time. So I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, Eric. I need to go ahead and talk to my friend, my new friend, who uh, was brought to me from a gal. Her name is um, Rebecca, who is a, I've known her for a long time, and she just brings me the most amazing people, and she did it again. Her name is Amy Culler. Amy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for finding me and having me. Well, I didn't hear 
Yeah, I didn't find you. Rebecca did, and I trust her with um, virtually everything, including my life. So I, I know that she she does a really good job, and she and and she's a wonderful gal. And so are you, by the way. We had such a good time when we talked the other day. See, j- just for those of you who don't know, um, what I do is I vet my guests, and we have a fifteen minute meeting every um, every time somebody's going to come on the show, be it the podcast which is uh, positivetalkradio.net or, K- or KKNW or Kixie, and I always have them vetted so we, that we have a chance to talk. And I don't manage to do it within a 15-minute timeline. If you know me, you know I can't shut my trap. But ours was an hour and 10 minutes. Wow. So that was a long time, but it was it was it went by really fast, and I was really excited to talk to you. And you are an intimacy coach, and you you're in uh, you're in north of the border, just shortly a little bit north of us. I live in Vancouver, but I work worldwide. Yes, indeed, you do. Yeah, and, and I have a a TED talk that's been viewed over a million times. Oh, now you now you're supposed to let me say that because oh, it was sorry. a big. <laughs> just kidding. So sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding because <laughs> that is. And by the way, I watched the entire thing, and she got a standing ovation at the end of it. So it, it, it popped was, out of their seats. It they did. It was a really cool uh, 15 minute episode. So I would recommend you go to and I want to set this up properly. Go to um, amycolor.com and you can scroll down and it'll say TED Talk right there. And you can just um, click on TED Talk and you can get the entire thing. And you can see it has actually it has over a million views. It's one point one. Yep. Well over a million views. And that's that is just amazing. I haven't met anybody. What was it like when you did the TED Talk? And then, you know, as we all do, we all go, want to go see how we did. And you went on YouTube and the, the numbers started going through the roof. What did you think? Uh, I had no doubt. I, I deliver my information. I have a very unique uh, perspective. I'm very comfortable on a stage. Um, so I expected it to be completely honest. Well, good. Well, (laughs) and and you got what you expected. Yeah. I'm very comfortable on stage and it comes across that comfort level is part of is what intimacy is. So, um, yeah, the audience was so comfortable with me. It was, so that's why. Well, you know, it's interesting because I was reading what you are trained and certified in. Um, including, and some of these, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what they are. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you some of them, um, like, uh, Imigo, uh, Gottman, Pack, uh, Two Tap, Addiction. Now, Tantra is one we're going to have to talk about a little bit. Because I had no idea what that is. Oh, good. I've heard, I've I've heard rumors about what it is, but I don't know what it is, but I would love to find out. I'd love for the audience to actually know what it is. And sexology uh, workbook or body work, that's got to be interesting. Couples coaching, erotic intelligence, and so much more. And you like coaching men, which is unusual. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Most most, uh, coaches are more comfortable with women because they open up easier and and stuff like that. Why is it, why are you comfortable with men? 
I started my work by helping uh, men and couples dealing with erectile dysfunction in their lives and relationships. And men have always been comfortable talking to me. Um, They didn't find me as a therapist. They just heard about some woman who really helps men and relationships with real issues. So for that reason, and I'm very direct and I put all of my, instead of, you know, usually you go to therapy or you go to relationship people and they talk about, they use relationshipies. They use the words about relationships and feeling words. And I can right. see men go blind over it. I mean, I remember being in therapy with my husband and, and looking at the therapist talking to my husband going, you're not even speaking his language. How are you going to help somebody if you're not speaking their language? So I speak my whole program, all of my work is in terms of sports language, believe it or not. And I've been using sports terminology for almost 20 years. And it's been, and it works. It fits. It fits. Mm -hmm. When you're on a sports team, when you're in a relationship, you are protective of that. You have boundaries. You learn about showing up. You learn about responsibility. You learn about playing nicely. And my my whole saying is, is if you're not playing together, you will grow apart. That's so true. Mm-hmm. That, that is so true. I've got personal experience with that. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's 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 really an interesting thing that the sport. We talked about it the last time we talked about you use pizza yeah. in some of the things that you do, <laughs> and the different types of pizza you do, and the different ways that it can be dressed, and uh, mm-hmm. all of that. I speak about variety and desire in terms of pizza. And I talk about relationships and commitment and learning to show up for yourself and each other in terms of a sports team. And, and it works. It makes the whole thing less scary. The whole thing makes sense. Yeah. It, it really does. When you look at it from, the, from a man's perspective, we understand sports. Most of us have participated at some level and either as a baseball team or a soccer team, or in my case, it was baseball, soccer, football, uh, wrestling, and all of that. And, and uh, it's important to recognize that, especially on a football team, if one person is out of step, one person is not doing what everybody else is doing, you're going to fail. Uh, you're going to fail as a sports team and you're going to fail in relationships. So you have to be in tune with each other uh, mm-hmm. and the sports in a sports venue. You have to be in tune with each other because if the quarterback hikes the ball and the, and the offensive line doesn't block for him properly, he, he can't do his job. And so we, none of us can do our jobs if, if we're not working in unison. Right. And imagine if that guy who's supposed to, what you just said, the other guy, goes, well, I'm not going to do that for them. They didn't show up for me. That's right. So if we start holding those resentments and those little grudges, then we don't keep moving forward. And how do we actually do that? That's what I help people help, help people do. Because just like a team, one partner is an offense, the other is a defense. One partner is... Uh, more emotional, the other is more physical. One is the thrower, one is the receiver. Wow. And that attuning practice is literally the practice of being in love. That's the practice of being in a relationship is to spend a moment in a tune, not to spend a moment and talk about us because we can't. That's a terrifying thing to talk about. 
Instead, we need to spend a moment and build us, which is by just attuning and spending a moment together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. well, there you go. You said it Mm -hmm. in in your little TED Talk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I call that sound a huddle. And the huddle is the name of my book. Because the science behind that sound and how it connects us is is amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Well, you know, one of the things that um, you did in in our talk, which I found you know remarkable, is um, and, it, and it works on so many different levels. And then you know, I have no idea what I'm going to say, but I, but it you had the candy dish, mm. and you had and the candy dish was out in a prominent area of the house where everybody could see it. And you had different candies that were available for someone to put into that candy dish. Mm -hmm, To initiate. Yes. So if somebody put, as an example, one of the the married parties put into their um, all a jelly bean because they wanted, they wanted to, they wanted to hug. They wanted to have a just a, a nice, intimate hugging experience and having a nice, quiet talk. And I don't know if that's one of the one of the things that jelly beans would do, but but say you did that, and the other person then would see that jelly bean, and then without even having to communicate it, they could drop a jelly bean in there as well, and then both couple both people know that that's what they're going to focus on for their next adventure. Is that is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, it's a way to initiate with the candy dish, and also to initiate and ask for what you want, so you can have fun with it. And I share because every time somebody mentions the candy dish, I remember the story of one of my couples calling me, and all I can hear is them laughing. So it's the sound of people going. <laughs> They're trying to tell me something, but they're laughing so hard because their grandkids are there eating the candy and they're just, (laughs) (laughs) and they're just laughing themselves because that's their, you know, that's their sexual initiation dish, their sensual initiation dish. (laughs) So let's go back Mm -hmm. into the mists of time. Let's go, let's go go back 20 years. What decided you that this is your life calling and what you wanted to do with yourself? Oi, oi. Um, my <laughs> husband and I, my husband wrote the foreword to my book. So I have his permission. He had uh, prostate health issues and erectile dysfunction. And when we were married and it was causing us intimacy issues and I did the normal thing, I went and found the best couples therapist. And I went and found the best sex therapist. And I found the best sexual health support doctor. But all of them were focusing on, I mean, talk therapy can't couldn't talk, can't they were they were not able to help somebody who has erectile erectile issues. Even sex therapy wasn't able to help with erectile issues. They didn't even really ask. They didn't know what to do. And I even as I'm sitting there, I'm listening, going, you wouldn't know what to do even if you did ask. And then we go to the sex specialist, and, and I'm being honest, we went to the, I call him Dr. Hardon in Beverly Hills. Okay. <laughs> so there we are in Dr. Hardon's office. That's how I call him in the book. Dr. Hardon's office. And Dr. Hardon's going on and on about orgasms and big hardons and orgasms. And I started crying. I, I just want to, 
I want to be able to touch my husband. I want to be playful with him. I want to be able to make out. I want somebody to give him the confidence to be able to kiss me and hold me and not have to be worried about his equipment, not have to be worried about hard-ons and orgasms. That's not the sensuality or sexuality I wanted to explore with my husband. When you have those kinds of issues in a relationship, you can't even be playful. You can't even cuddle because people don't know how, what do I do after this? It, I understand how it affects relationships. So I uh, went off to be a voice actor. Not even kidding. I wasn't even trying to be this. I, didn't even, I wasn't even trying to be this. I was trying to be a voice actor. And um, and I also did, did energy healing. And I was going to do voice acting so that it would subsidize and I could pay for becoming studying therapy. Because I knew that we weren't the only couple dealing with problems in the bedroom and that talking about it or a pill was not going to help. And uh, so I'm like, oh, let me study therapy. There's got to be a modality that's addressed intimacy. And that's why I have so many degrees is because I kept looking modality after modality after modality going, certainly Gottman, the biggest, has addressed intimacy. Nope, not at all. Nope. I would, nope. What you have would not have helped me. Nope. What you have would not have helped me. And I learned so much from learning all these. Imago, which you mentioned, is the, the, the gold standard of talk therapy and the, the process of why we choose our partner. Fascinating. Gottman is the 98% uh, rate he can look at whether a relationship is going to make it or divorce it or not. And and I learned from him the very best. Packed Wired is a, another one for couples, Wired for Connection. All of these couples therapies, modalities, which I love them all, but none of them addressed actual intimacy. None of them solved the problem. Erotic intelligence, which you mentioned, that's the program that Esther Perel, maybe you've heard of her, lots of people know Esther Perel. That's her program. I did her entire program. And at the end of it, I still went, this is theory after theory, and this is only going to confuse couples. We need actual steps People are overwhelmed by messages from porn and society of what they're supposed to be doing in a bedroom. And because I've been helping men for so long, even men who had perfectly fine, you know, things going on in their life, they just didn't know what they were doing. The pressure on the fronts of magazines is ladies, how to turn them on, how to do this, all these so much support for women. There's nothing for men. The only thing that support for men is telling them to get pills, how to get hard, how to be a man. And I'm like, you kidding me? He, he doesn't know where to begin. He feels like anything he does is going to be wrong. And especially nowadays. So that is why. And it, it's it's been remarkable to me that it's always been my whole career. It's been men calling me. And they'll call me and say, I need help with my equipment. I'm, yes, we're going to therapy. Yes, we're also in therapy. My wife has us in therapy. But from what I understand, because I was sitting there in therapy going, how long do I have to sit there? When? How is this going to lead to sex? <laughs> or, or, or significant intimacy in, in a way that works for both people. Right. And I, I know from my own experience and I know from many of my clients that one of the scariest things is leaving a therapist's office. Now that's what do you I, do? Huh? 
Huh? Pardon? When you leave the therapy office, now what do we do? Yes, now what do we do? And that drive home from a therapy office is awful. Now let me ask you this, my friend. The word therapeutic. The word therapeutic means good for the mind, body, and soul. And to me as a couple, when I if I want a couple to have a therapeutic experience, meaning that they leave here feeling better, mind, body, and soul connected. That's what I wanted, and that's what I created. I created, yeah. So, and I learned all that therapy. So I get to integrate it. I've integrated into all that I do into actually connecting, not talk, not sex, actually building skills for intimacy. Isn't the connection between a married couple, the most fundamental aspects of it? Because without that connection, nothing else can really happen genuinely. Am I, am I right in that? Absolutely. But what happens is we get into a relationship during the honeymoon phase. And then what's natural, this is completely 100% natural. We go into the next phase, which is called the power struggle. And that's where everybody falls apart. And even if I were to put it on terms of sports teams, because you know, I love to do that. That's we got into, if you, if you made the, you'd be like, Hey, I find you walking around with your life and your balls. You got your balls. You're walking around for a life and you're like, oh, I'm, I want a team. I want a team. I want a team. And you finally find a teammate. You finally make the team. And then you're like, Oh, yay. I found a teammate. And then because you get in, in the honeymoon phase, you expect that the love, the sex, the connection to happen automatically because during the honeymoon phase, it's chemistry, it's happening automatically. But then once you get on the team, you'd be like, why do we have to practice? I don't want to practice. I don't want to throw the ball back and forth. Can't we just play? Why do I have to come every week and run around the laps and throw the ball back and forth and back and forth and back and forth? That is literally all you do at a football game. I mean, I, I'm not on a football team, but I'd imagine that a sports practice, you're just throwing the ball back and forth and running around a lot. Then you practice throwing it and running and throwing it and catching it. I mean, it's literally what you're doing, but you have to have a practice to do it so that when you're in the heat of the game, it's good. And nobody's practiced these moves. They expect them to happen automatically. And without a plan, you just sort of going, well, well, we'll wait till you want it and I'll wait till you haunt it. <laughs> well, let me let me continue that metaphor as well, yeah. Yeah. which is that if you're on a team and the team is dysfunctional and is losing and you're not going on to when you're playing a game mm -hmm. and nobody's on the right page and everybody and you're losing the game continually, it ceases to be fun. Correct. No no activity. You'd feel like you were in it alone. You'd be on a football team without games or practice, hoping to win the Super Bowl or to make it to the championship games. And you're blaming the other players because they're not showing up for you. But that would be because you don't have a practice and you don't have scheduled games to look forward to. So all you would end up doing is trying to hit this basket and then hit this basket and then do life's administration. It would be no fun. So then you're going, where, where is the, the fun? And as you said, the same page. When do we, how do we get on the same page? So what, what happens with a team is that even after a bad game, think about it. 
after a good game or after even a bad game, they got thirsty. They got spanked. But after the game, they're still going, love you, man. Why? Because they have a practice. They have games. They know that they're still part of a team. Because if you don't have that trust that you're still part of the team, even when you drop the ball at the Super Bowl, huh? are you kidding me? If you don't trust that you're still a part of the team after that, you can't take risks and you can't grow together. I, so I, I learned that when I was playing um, um, high school football my last year. I was a senior. I'd been an all-conference player the year before. And uh, so I was expecting great things. And I looked around the locker room as we were getting ready to go for our first game of the new year. And I looked at these guys and I said, you know, I really love these guys mm-hmm. because you know we're we're a team. We're together. We've got we've got a great coach. We've got a, a great chemistry together. And we that particular day we were going up against the defending uh, Kinko champions, and we beat them because we were one. We were a team. And as wow. part of that is part have been my my life's work ever since is to get people to recognize that we are all one. And that we are all together, and yeah. we're not going to accomplish anything unless we be together and work together. And that's 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 kind of my uh, philosophy in a nutshell. So you and I are on the same page. We're good. I like this absolutely. And when you have that team spirit that you're talking about, which you get from practicing together, from showing up and knowing that we're not going to win, we're not going to lose. It's not you and against me. We're not competing. But that is our nat- nature. Our nature is that we're defensive and competitive. That's human nature. So the reason I we start, I have a saying. Remember, everything starts with a huddle. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, mm-hmm, 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 that's the huddle. Just like that, hey ho, go team. It feels silly to do it together until you realize one mind, one body that it's doing it intentionally together that creates that connected feeling. And we have that, we want that team spirit, but we're also looking for our spiritual partner, our soulmate. And that soulmate comes from that same understanding this, that this, that sports are someplace we go together. Intimacy is someplace we go together. Uh Uh-huh. Does that make sense? (laughs) By the way, we're talking with Amy Culler, Go to amycolor.com and learn all about her, her work. I got to tell you, I always know when the show's going particularly well, when time goes so fast. It's mm-hmm. just amazing how, how time has flown. Uh, we need to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines. So if you want to call Amy and talk to her, she's also had some folks uh, um, um, email her. And so we'll get into a little bit of that, perhaps. And uh, you're listening to Amy Culler. She's the intimacy coach on uh, Positive Talk Radio, KKNW, 1150 AM. We'll be right back after these couple of real quick messages. Don't go anywhere. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please. I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie. 
several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week based on a 13-week commitment. And as our partner, we are vested in your success and will do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I have an alert, alert, alert. I have an alert for you real quick. And that is this. At KKNW. We want to encourage you to log into 1150kknw.com. That's KKN, That's 1150kknw.com right now and fill out the 2023 KKNW listener survey. Why, you ask? Because we want to find out more about you, your takes, your likes, what you'd like to hear on the program, what you'd like to hear on the shows, and uh and as an added incentive, KKNW is going to, once you fill out the survey, uh, you have a chance to win a round-trip passage for two on the Victoria Clipper to see um, Amy up in Vancouver. No, it's actually Victoria. <laughs> uh, but uh, once you get a $100 gift certificate for um, Famous Dave's Restaurant, so log into 1150KKNW for your chance to win. And thank you all for listening. And by the way, you can also tell them that, you know, I don't know, Positive Talk is your favorite program. That would be fun um, if you want to do that. Uh, one lucky person will win the drawing on April 
23rd. Circle that date. So log into 1150kknw.com now and fill out the survey. Complete uh, contest rules can be found on, guess where, kknw.com. Uh, so log in for all the details. And and thank you very much for that. And back to Amy Culler. She is a intimacy coach. Well, actually, no. She is the intimacy coach. That's right. She, <laughs> that's right, baby. And she does an extraordinary uh, job of working with people to get them because I can't imagine, quite honestly, Amy, I was thinking about this. I cannot imagine having a problem as near. There is nothing more near and dear to a man's heart than his potency and his ability to make his partner happy. Hmm. And there's, I mean, there, that, there is no part of us where, because that is, Sadly, the way our culture is, that's that really is how we are judged as a man, is if you are able to uh, participate in that way and to make your partner sing from the, from the chandeliers, they're so happy with you. Mm-hmm. That makes it really difficult. And well, uh, well. I'm glad that you are willing and able to work with men on that and and the women who love them because they want the best for everybody and women and women too what i what i do is i so i'm going to share this is is for men and women the way you feel about yourself in the bedroom knowing that you are your partner's lover is the way that you feel about yourself in all parts of life so it's the truth for men and women, but but I agree with you. The unspoken expectation is that a man is supposed to know what he's doing. He's supposed to be able to deliver her pizza the exact way she wants it, even though she doesn't know what she wants and can't ask for it. <laughs> I love that pizza analogy. It works perfectly. So, for, but, but that and that is the truth for everybody. Is that the way you feel in the bedroom? Is the way that you feel everywhere? And everybody's guessing, you know. And then they say, "I've had clients that I've worked with who've been married for twenty years who who will call me and go, we had the best weekend this weekend. It was awesome. We did this. We did this. Ask her if she liked it.'" And I'm like, "You've been married for thirty years." So here, here's the questionnaire and I have formulas in my, in my program and in my work that, so that after sex, you have these quick little formula. What did you like? What do you want more of? What are we doing next? And help people grow and learn to talk about what they want right in the moment. Super simple. That's really cool. By the way, if you'd like to talk to Amy, you can, and we're going to open up the phone lines and uh, 425. 373-5527. Three seven three five five two seven. I think pretty much everything is on the table here. So four two five three seven three five five two seven. We may have to change the name of what we're talking about just a touch, but four two four two five three seven three five five two seven or eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. So give us a call if you have a question uh, that uh, that we can address with Amy that is, is something been bothering you? Is there, you haven't been able to get an answer anywhere. This may be where you can get your answer. Absolutely. And I'll share that, uh, you know, about changing the name. I changed the name of sex to sharing sensual pleasure because that really is the goal. And that also relates to everybody in every relationship, a man, a woman, every, everybody. We think of sex as, as something that has to be penetrated, but it's actually about 
exploring whole body sensual pleasure. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots you- more options. Yeah, it does. That does open a whole lot more options. And, and, you know, and explain to me. I think I know the answer, but explain to me anyway, because there's some people that would like to ask this question, which is why are people so ashamed of talking to their lover about sex? Um, Because sex is private so a lot of times people say to me you know why do why don't we talk about this do we have so much shame about it in our culture or in or in my or families and in actuality the reason we don't talk about it is because it's private and that's that's sort of the problem i have these days is everybody's talking about everything and these things are private so the reason why you have a hard time in your relationship is because how do you tell and i will hear from people I will hear from therapists, some of the top couples therapists will say to me, yeah, I don't like the way my partner touches me. So because you don't have a practice, which I set up in my program, practices and games and how to give feedback, how do you tell your partner, I don't like the way you touch me, if there aren't solutions for it? So how do you, that's the problem is there's no, but there's no solutions, so how do you bring it up? I, how do you tell your partner? I, the, a lot of times people will are rejecting sex and saying that they have a low libido. That's one of my favorite words, low libido. Low libido is, libido is another word for appetite. So if we call, call it sharing sensual pleasure, that means that you have a low appetite for sensual pleasure. There's no way. There's no way. Uh-huh, exactly. So if we're finding what gives you sensual pleasure, what makes you go, mm, oh, that's what she hasn't found. So a lot of times when I've talked to women, they're like, no, I don't. I've never had anything I liked. And I'm like, all righty then. Now I know the, Now I know why she's rejecting. Now I know why she's saying no. And a lot of times, a lot of times it's the way that people are initiating and I'll share one of the biggest things that has helped so many of my couples is saying is calling it sharing sensual pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then it doesn't have to start out with any expectations. Right. And I have all kinds of ways to initiate. And even the huddle is that mm-hmm sound. So literally putting a hand on somebody with intention and going, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I know what I can see now why you were a voice actress because because uh, <laughs> that, that, that that makes perfect sense that 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 sound you make say do it again I'd put a palm of hand on your chest do you want me to do it like a little ki- mm-hmm. I can do it in a million voices <laughs> <laughs> no do it do it in the in the a, put a palm on your put a palm on your ch- partner's ha- shoulder there's something about the shoulder closer to the neck is more intimate. Putting a palm, putting it firmly, keeping it still, and going, mm-hmm. That, that, mm-hmm. Uh, ex- that mm-hmm. announces intentions like nothing else. Exactly. And it just says, I'm here. Can you feel me? It's like, whoa. And, and it's a way to, and it also is not talking. Because, you know, hey, do you want... So everything I do is based on connecting your nervous system. And like you were talking about, about the team where you get into one mind, 
One right. spirit that's synchronizing. So when you with a partner and you go, mm-hmm, like I did with a whole room full of people, it synchronizes. Everybody gets in the same mood. If you watch my TED Talk again, which I highly encourage everyone to do, you'll notice that before I start speaking, I do an mm-hmm. And so it's like you can hear, feel me roll over the audience before I even start speaking. And because of that, they all knew what was coming. They can feel the tone. I'm setting the tone before I even arrive. I loved it during that TED Talk. Because <laughs> people have different uh, levels of comfortability with each other. <clears throat> I saw they panned the camera to the audience after you would make a statement. And the wife would look at her husband or the husband would look at her wife point the finger and go, yeah, that's you, babe, you know, and, and, and that got everybody really going and laughing and, and it became more, a much more of a lighthearted thing. It wasn't a, a deep, you know, philosophical discussion of that. It was a lighthearted thing. It was great. Because it's real solutions. And, and the problem is, is we're taking it so seriously, just like football, you would take your you, whatever sport you you'd play, take your football very seriously because you love your team. You're serious about it. But we still say, play a good game. We sh still show up and we're practicing and we're playing together. And if you didn't, if you got on a football team without that playing, all you would be doing is administration. Everything would be a chore. And then when you go into try and have intimacy with each other, the way that people are normally doing it until I came along <laughs> is we're going in there and we're trying to, we're trying to score in two different hoops on the same game. Mm -hmm. I've tried that. It doesn't work all that well. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you in the mood for when, and then it's like we're on two courts at the same time, you know, but if we really go in and we focus on your pizza, Oh yeah, I want to We're going to get that that pineapple pizza and anchovies. Now you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it so much. I'm going to love watching you eat that disgusting pizza. <laughs> no, no kidding. Pineapple and anchovies. Oh my God. Right? Exactly. But still, if that's your freaky weirdness that you want to do with and share it with me, because that's the thing about intimacy. That's a intimacy is that private piece of yourself. It's all those private thoughts, those private parts of our bodies. And we, it's ours for a lifetime. It's with you for a lifetime. And the human nature is longing to share the things we love with someone we love. And that's why we get into a relationship. But then we stop sharing each other because we're so busy trying to take care of get their needs met, but nobody even knows what their needs are because they've never even gone, oh, what do I like on my pizza? I've never gotten to explore. So everybody wants to explore. And then they're trying to explore positions or things they see in magazines, but they've never explored connection and pleasure. And when they do, it's a game changer. Connection and pleasure seem to me that they need to come first. But but that it is, and that's what I teach them to do. I break get to get rid of what you think you know. Now you don't learn to play football until you've made the team. Otherwise, you think you know what it takes, right? You're watching it all the time, right? They watch a lot of football. You know what I'm saying? 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they've watched so much football, they think they know how to play. Yeah, I know how to play. I watch it all the time. Right? But what... <laughs> Doesn't 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 work that way. I'm sorry, it, but but at the same time, it it's like watching porn and trying to have trying to. They don't know what they're trying to do, and and you know that it's not even football is at least about winning a game and teamwork. And when your team wins, you're like our team. We won. Yay us! Because you get an emotional hit. You get a physical hit when your team wins and you're watching football. Mm-hmm. You get an actual hormonal hit as if you were on the team. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So when you're watching football and you go to a bar and everybody's watching football and the team wins and everybody goes, hey, they get a hit of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins just as if it's like a mini hit as if they were on the team and made the score themselves. That is one of the the best uh, examples I can come up with because you take you take sixty like uh, a Seahawks game, um, my favorite team. You take sixty five thousand people, they don't know each other, they're strangers. You put them in the stadium, they're all wanting to root for their team. They all have the same team. They're wearing their jerseys. They're wearing their stuff, and they painted their face, and they're a Seahawks fan, and they love each other. And then it's the Seahawks score, and then they're hugging each other, and they're high-fiving, and it's great, and everybody's having a good time. And then the game's over, and then they go into the parking lot, and then they're screw, screw you for driving this way, and I hate, you know, and we're back to the way we were. So it's it, it, that's, you know. That mm-hmm. It's kind of like that's kind of like you have, when you are having an intimate moment with someone that you care about, and you're winning, and you won, and then you're done, and then you go back to the way things were. Unless, of course, you're a professional football player. After the football game, the football players don't go, oh, you know, let's go clean up the the stadium. Okay, let's go to the car. Okay, the game is over. No, they don't. They stay and make a highlights reel. They go, we were great, weren't we? Yeah, high five, high five. You were terrific when you did this. And the best part was when you did this. You know what, though, guys? Remember when we dropped the line on this one? We really need to work on this. That's when they get the feedback. That's when they say we're going to do better. That's when they start looking at our next practice is going to do this. Uh-huh. But those watchers weren't really part of the game. When you are following an intimacy game plan, which is what I have my my uh, couples do, at the end of the game plan, you build a highlights reel, which is how you actually learn to talk about sex. Thank you. You say, thank you. The best part was when you did that. And if you can, if your partner's not used to it, you lay what was the best part? Did you like it when I huddled and hummed on your thighs? Then you're actually doing intentional moves instead of just winging it and hoping that something's going to fly. I'm giving you moves that actually work on everybody. That's, well, look, guys, just popped open. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that, see, that's exactly like when you're playing. And then football was my favorite game to play. Mm-hmm. When you're playing a game like football and you don't have a play and you're just saying, okay, we'll just go make something up. You're not going to succeed. You have mm-hmm. to have a plan. 
You have to have a play. You have to have a reason why he's going to go here. She's going to go or he's going to go there or whatever it is so that you can do it together. And then when that plan succeeds, then you all win. And even if you, if you've never had the opportunity (laughs) to be a, um, uh, on a football team that wins a game, it's the euphoria lasts for much longer than the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody's very the bus ride back. Everybody's excited. They're they're high fiving each other, and the coach is happy. And everybody, it's very similar. I love I love the metaphor of this of the sports team. And it's real easy, real easy for us dumb guys to understand. You know what? It's not even dumb guys. I'm I'm sorry. I, I've worked with some of the smartest men in the world, millionaires, billionaires, athletes, movie stars. And women, too, when I put it in this formula, it makes sense to everybody. And especially women are very glad because they're like, yay, something that actually makes sense instead of us trying to get our emotional needs met. You know, I this is about attunement. Yeah. So you can get your emotional needs met when somebody's learning how to show up, when you'll show up for each other in and intimately in and out of the bedroom. And that's as important out of the bedroom as it is in sometimes. Right. And I, I, all my methods are the same moves. You're doing them out of the bedroom and in the bedroom. And they take on different connotations, just like at a sport, at Fort football, you practice throwing the ball out of the game or during practice. Then during the game, it's a different feeling when you're throwing the ball, but you've at least practiced it. Yeah. Yeah. Practice those moves. By the way, again, we're talking with Amy Culler. Uh, she's the intimacy coach. Go to her website, which is amyculler.com. And there is a little button there in the far right-hand corner that says the course. Mm-hmm. What is the course? The course is the intimacy game plan. And it is six moves plus one super chapter. Six moves to actually being intimate with each other these these little practices and in those little moves you're also learning everything that you need in a relationship how to show up for each other emotionally and physically you know people talk about things like love languages and i say our love language is a connection that you can feel and trust everybody's love language is a connection you can feel and trust and that's what everybody's lacking so we're trying to get it in gifts of service It's more important that you that you respect each other, care for each other and stuff. I, I love what you're talking about. And um, you're going to come back and we're going to talk again on the 14th of April, which is our first day on Kixie. And I'm looking forward to having you back to talk with all of us again, because your knowledge and your your wisdom and some of the ways that you can help people get through the problems. You even have a solution for um, people that have got uh, uh, erectile dysfunction and it can't be fixed. Absolutely. Um, which, which is more along the lines of intimacy rather than expectations of performance. I hate, I hate, I hate going into a relationship where you are expected to perform a certain way. Right. And there's a lot of that going on these days. There's a lot of that on these because that you know how to connect, how to connect in a society, how to have an intimacy in a society where porn is is the biggest thing interrupting anybody's relationship these days. 
and those unspoken expectations of what she's supposed to look like and he's supposed to prefer it's insanity. So bringing it back to the basics and actually learning how to do some basic moves, throwing and catching, basic, you know, how to touch, how to be with, how to see your partner, how to hear their unspoken desires. It's beautiful. And you got to rem- you got to remember you married them for a reason. And you, yeah. you and you were deeply in love. And that doesn't need to go away. I I envy people that have been married happily for 40, 50, 55 years. Um, It it doesn't happen all that often, but I think it should happen more. Yeah. And, you know, I I forgot to finish this part of the conversation with you, and I really want to. The third, the second part of the relationship phase that people get stuck in is the power struggle. And what we're working toward is the third and final relationship stage, which I call the love your man phase. Love your man. See? Wrap <laughs> them on the tush and say, hey, love your man. And then that's the end of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love your man. Uh-huh. Would you say even after a foul? But, but, but you know what is, strikes me is there are some people, and I don't know how they do it, but and you could tell me, and we've only got like two minutes left, but there are some people that are married into their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and they still have a vibrant sex life. Oh, my oldest couple was in their 90s. <laughs> really? My oldest couple was in their 90s. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were like, we don't do this. We don't do this. What can we do? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And he still had, he was still able to perform. She was the one who was like, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. I've had enough of that, but it, it doesn't have to be that. It can be something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connect and feel safe with each other. Whole body. That's, that's, that's really cool. And, and you are doing such, such work now. What do, what do you anticipate? We've got uh, about a minute and a half. What do you anticipate your future holds for you? I've got a new program out called the Intimacy Game Plan, where I take couples and teach them in a six-step program how to connect how to explore with each other, how to explore boundaries, how to talk about us, how to make a plan so that they can see where they're going to be in three weeks, three months, three years, and off into their golden age. And that's what I hear from people is, I finally feel secure in my relationship. I finally know what we're doing. This is fun. This is fun. What a wonderful thing to hear. Indeed. And these are people that have been married a long time. Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot of my couples have been married 30 years. And I also get other couples where they're just engaged. And I'm like, great. Now you're going into it with a plan. Well, and that I would love to talk next time we talk. I'd love to talk about how you reclaim a 30-year relationship and bring it back to new. Gladly. Gladly. Because uh-huh. I suspect that there is a way to get that done um, because people are they just get in the same habit of doing the same thing and they expect the same things. And that's the end of it. And the resentment carrying around resentment, expectations, disappointments and habits. So what are those habits and exchanging those habits for rituals that you're both looking forward to? So I look forward to talking about that. Yeah. Amy color. 
the intimacy coach. Mm -hmm. Go to her website, amycolor.com. And I want to thank you so much for being here. It's it's been a pleasure having you. And I look forward to more times together with you because there's there is a big tantra. There's a big thing, Tantra, of the things that I want to talk about. And uh, but I want to thank you very much for being here. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio on uh, KKNW 1150 AM. And remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Wednesday at four. We're gonna have a house full of people. 